This is the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov. Today, we are going inside the business, inside the launch lair, and I'm going to be sharing just some of the main topics, themes, decisions that have been on my mind, big ones and small ones, for this first quarter of 2022. But I'm not leaving it as just musings. It's not just going to be me downloading my brain. You will get to see how I think through some things. But the three things that I've chosen today have specific action steps for you. Uh, I do believe that they are key things that we should all be paying attention to. And as a result, I'm giving you some action challenges to make those happen. So if that sounds interesting to you, you want to get a peek inside my brain, eek, that's scary, <laughs> then keep listening. The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're gonna do each and every week. I wanna show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. Today, I wanted to take you inside my brain. I know it sounds scary, but I thought this would be a kind of like a fun featured type of episode that I'll do every single month. And it's really just the what's happening inside the business, what's happening inside the company, what changes are we making, what things are staying the same, what happened. And we'll do these every month at least once, likely because I have so much to share with you that I can't stick to one topic. Uh, I may do it more than once. So we'll see about that. Now, before we dive in today, I wanted to say that I'm putting a hold on the true video episodes like I did last week. So if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you can go over to YouTube and watch or listen to the episode that we published all about content guidelines. And not to say that I don't I don't have a problem being on camera, but I just felt like that part of the system kind of slowed down me even doing this week's podcast episode. So that part of the system just isn't set up enough to make it work and feel like it's not torture. And as you'll see in today's um, episode, there's one really important theme that I'm trying to live by this year and as often as possible. I think I always try to do this. So I, it always has to be easy. That's that's the spoiler alert. But either way, I would love to hear how you feel about video podcasts if you would want them. Do you want them to be different than the audio podcast? Is it better if they are just kind of short little snippets? You tell me what would make them amazing for you. Can they be like the short version, the short and skinny version where I chop it up and make it like the main points? And if you want to hear the whole thing, me meandering and going on tangents and whatnot, then you can head over 
to the podcast. So let me know that at speakpipe.com forward slash Anne Samoylov. Okay, so let's dive in. Um, So January, February, and March really brought up a lot of things for me in what I do on a daily basis. Um, I have a new program that I'm talking to people about. It's kind of an old new program because I completely uh, recreated the curriculum and really who it's for and the length of the program, all of that. There's a lot that I'm, that I'm kind of sharing with people on that. So that, that's a big one, the incubator, the fearless launching incubator. Also, I changed it from just the launch incubator to the fearless launching incubator since that's something I hold a trademark for. I should be using it. And um, anyways, so if you hear me talking about the fearless launching incubator or the incubator, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I had new clients come in, people who didn't want to join any kind of program, but wanted to work with me. Um, I started looking for a new person to work with, someone who I could, you know, bring on full time eventually. I had decisions I needed to make that were difficult. I had money fears randomly pop up, though it didn't surprise me on why they popped up. Um, And I also started thinking about doing work that you love or that I love and that's easy. And this came up because I was a mentor in a program, like a coach basically inside someone else's program. And I thought, oh man, this is like easy mode. I love doing this. It's like right up my, right up my alley. And so that was a lot of fun. I started thinking about the possibility of that, probably daydreaming after all the decisions I had to make this uh, over the last few months. Um, I also, had some things come up in the realm of worrying people's intentions and were they basically encroaching, infringing on something like this, this whole thing that I've created. Um, I hate to say what really was in my mind, but I guess I will share that. And that was, is that person copying me? And if you ask that too many times, you kind of start thinking maybe they are. Um, I was really diving into that topic a lot um, with business besties just on how there's such a gray area in intellectual property infringement, especially online. Um, So that definitely came up as well. And I was figuring out what to do with this podcast. Of course, that came up and we figured that one out. So if you haven't listened to the first episode of season five, Uh, definitely go back to that one and I'll link it below just so you can uh, understand what we're doing. Essentially, I think we have 15 episodes and then we'll be basically have 15 episode seasons and then we'll do a hiatus and then we'll come back and, you know, it'll be around 15 episodes and then a break, 15 break, 15 break. So we're going to kind of work on that cycle for a while. Um, I was also planning some promotions for March and April, managing my time with clients, and um, also dealing with content creation while delivering a program, which if any of you have created a course before you, I mean, launched a course before you've actually created the bulk of the content, you know how challenging this can be. So regardless, you see a lot of stuff has come up right? Oh, and also, which is not on this list yet, I try, I went, 
I went to my mom's. I saw my sister who I hadn't seen in 12 years. I saw my other sister who I see more often. I saw my mom. It was really great. Had a great birthday. And so it's been a packed three months um, or two and a half months. So out of all of this mixed bag, though, of course, I'm not just going to keep listing out stuff that was on my mind. I pulled out three things for us to talk about today and that I can share with you in a little bit more depth. Um, the conversation could get windy and meandering because that's what happens in my brain sometimes. But I will talk about these three things that were pretty big and do my best not to mesh anything. We'll keep them really simple. Um, I'll talk about the topic and kind of whatever happened related to that. And then I'll even share actions that I'm taking and then some some actions that you can take so, so that we're all getting something out of this exploration. So the three things we'll go over are doing what's easy, work that's easy, um, protecting your intellectual property, and other people's as well, being aware of other people's intellectual property. We'll talk about that topic. And we're going to talk about hiring fears. Is it the person? Is it the money? What is it? Is it your intuition? Is it the process? <laughs> there you go. Then we'll talk about that last. So let's dive in first to easy work. So as I mentioned, I um, do pretty consistent coaching and mentoring inside a few different programs um, that either happen once or twice a year pretty regularly. And honestly, that has been a joy to show up and serve those people. It is, it allows me to like kind of keep my coaching chops really like really tuned and, and I'm, and I get to really truly help people. And I remember this feeling from my days working in Pilates. You show up, you work with one body at a time for one hour. Everything is super focused. And really, it, this, this whole experience, especially over this past year when there was a new program that was kind of added to the mix, uh, it just reminded me that we're doing here, what we're doing here isn't easy. When you start your business, when it comes to creating a business and a company and a product and all the things, but we can find ways to enjoy the harder or more, more challenging stuff, right? So it isn't easy, all of the stuff, because there's just a lot of stuff and it feels like there's never an end to the stuff that you could do. And there's not like, oh, finish my project. No, because if it's your business, if it's your company, you're always going to have that to-do list. Now, I always want to sort of show up and just do the, the thing in my business, work in my business, and it reminds me that it can be easy. These projects that I've been on, it just reminds me that it's possible. It's possible to just show up, serve, have no other, um, have no other motive. It, it actually reminds me to do that even in other, in other areas, you know, that are not necessarily uh, paid clients. So I want to ask you today, and this is the shortest kind of section of today's podcast, but what is easy in your business? Do you have a client or a longstanding retainer that's just like, oh, you're just such a joy. I don't have to think about anything. I just show up. I know exactly what you need. Or is there a type of service you provide that is literally so flipping easy you can't even stand it? 
And if you don't have that, I I really want to encourage you to brainstorm on like, ooh, that would be fun if I could just do this. Because having one of those fun things that's in your business really makes it easier. It fills you up. It gives you that nourishment you need as a business owner to then, you know, plan a year of launches and show up to those launches and totally deliver in the way you say you're going to, right? So that's what I recommend for you today. Find the easy work, the easy peasy mode, easy mode, whatever, easy button, um, stuff that you can do in your business that leads directly to revenue. Okay. So it, for you, it could be affiliates stuff. It could be that you work with a certain type of client that it is literally show up one day and you're good to go. And like, that is it. Like maybe you have VIP days or maybe you have a, um, you have a client you see every Friday, or maybe you have a retainer client that just kind of feeds you piecemeal work and you don't even have to think about it. You don't have to think about like, marketing for it, nothing. They just hand you the work and you do it. Sometimes there is so much peace in giving yourself that that kind of one little piece, one little part of everything in your company and how you're bringing in money to your company, whether it's you know, being a coach or a mentor like I have been and I am, or it's something else. So think about that for yourself. Okay, before we go into the next section, which is more just about intellectual property and gray areas online and, you know, what to do to protect yourself and all that kind of stuff, I do want to um, pause just for a moment and say that if anything that I am saying today resonates with you and you're like, you know what? I really want to learn how to do what Anne does, and clearly it's something she's been doing for a while. I want you to check out my incubator program just because you might be surprised. And even if you think you're not ready to launch yet, I want you to go over to AnnSamoyLove.com forward slash incubator and just read through the page. And if you're so inclined, you can apply to work with us, work with me and work with other people that I have in place to help you. And, and yeah. And then if you have any questions, definitely DM me. So the launch incubator is at ansomoylove.com forward slash incubator. All right, let's dive in to number two, which is really, I, I hate to say copycats just because um, because of the gray area that exists online and in business training, people who teach about business, actually people in any industry, really, if you think about it, like, yes, there are tons and tons of people in the fitness industry and guess what? All of them do planks. So does that mean they're copying each other? No, it's because plank is a great functional um, body weight exercise that can really strengthen a lot of muscles in your body and help you in a lot of different ways. You know, am I going to, <laughs> obviously they are not copying each other. Um, so I think that we, whenever you're worried about someone copying you or not copying you, kind of think of the most obvious example of two people using the same stuff 
And maybe it's something outside your industry, like what I just mentioned, like the sit-up, like the lunge, like a squat. Obviously, these are not unique to just one person, but it doesn't mean only one person can use them in their kind of workouts or whatever they're selling. So it's a funny thing online as you're building this business. You know, if you if you have really done the work to define what you're doing, your unique stance on that thing, you know, like, and you are able to, I guess, look at your history and you've brought your story into it. And then out of nowhere, it seems someone else is, is doing the same thing is using the same words and you can't, it feels like they're using the same words and you just can't help but wonder, did they hear what I said and make that their own? And you know what? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. Now I went through years when if anyone did a launch program, I would lose my mind. I'm ashamed to say that. Honestly, I would be like, Oh my God, there's another launch program. What am I going to do? And I had to keep telling myself, do you think Jeff Walker worries about that? I mean, if I think of the longest running launch online launch program, I would think of product launch formula, right? And I think it's still going on. I think he still opens enrollment. But anyways, I digress on that, but I would literally lose my mind and I would have to be walked back off the ledge by business besties. And usually it came down to people do not serve the same audience and they don't even have the same voice, approach, background, stories, advice, way of putting things than, than I do. That's what it came down to. And if I saw someone with the word fearless in their title, I would literally have a conniption fit because I was like, fearless launching, that's mine. And so if like anybody use fearless, I would also kind of go a little bit bonkers. Now I've been teaching about launching and working in this field of producing creative work, getting people's creative work out into the world, whether it was online or TV shipped as a video game on movies. But I've been doing that since 1996 and then online since 2012. So yeah, I have truly seen programs come and go, and I have seen my words overlap with someone else's completely unintentionally. So I own that and vice versa. And I think that that's the thing. If when you come online, you just start to learn and absorb so much that sometimes it is hard to tell where things came from. And so uh, you'll often hear me, if you're ever in my program, say, this comes from this person because I made a commitment to knowing where things came from. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to make sure I knew where that thing came from. So, uh, because I didn't want to forget and I wanted to make sure that there was no gray area. And so even now, if I mention something about a coaching program I'm in, I'm like, my coach told me this. I might not say that person's name, just but I always say this wasn't mine, essentially. So anyways, last month, I think it was last month or whenever you're listening to this, it was definitely several months ago. I struggled because I saw not one, but two different people that I'm close with on some level use my exact words. And I'm not going to lie. 
it's hurtful when someone knows you and they suddenly adopt your program promise and the words or bundles of words. But here's the thing. There is, like I said, this gray area here because I don't believe people I know would do that on purpose. And when it, and then when it comes down to it, they will likely not be teaching my approach at all. I say likely with so much hope. I do. But to be honest, it really was something that was bothering me. I thought, gosh. Um, and this is the one of the situations with someone that I have partnered with in the past. And I'll tell you in a second what I'm going to do about this now moving forward. But, you know, I, first of all, there was that, that situation. And then there was another situation where all of a sudden someone was using fearless and it was in the same world as fearless launching kind of. And I thought, is this trademark infringement? Is it? And it could be, but here's, here's the truth. When I look at the big, big picture, I've been in one of this person's programs and every single day I challenge myself to say, no, I don't want to put that in there because that person has it in their program. I'm always challenging myself. Don't put this in here because that person has it. And, you know, I don't want, because it can be very confusing for, for someone who comes into your program and they have likely been through many programs like yours or courses like yours or, or had coaches before. And you want it they don't want to be like, hey, wait a minute. I feel like I recognize what this person's saying. Isn't this like this person? You actually want there to be different voices and different um, processes and different systems you've been taught so that people can be like, oh, I learned that over here. I learned that there, learned that there. And maybe I'm too concerned about this. I will say that. But I'm very, I like to be always challenging myself to stay in integrity when it comes to what I'm teaching. And if it's not something that I've done in a professional sense with another client or in the past with offline clients or myself, I will not ever, ever like take that and make that part of my program. And sometimes I, I purposely don't agree with programs that I'm in so that, so that I don't just do that unintentionally. Okay. So bottom line is a, I'm not going to, you know, seek justice. I'm not going to pursue justice with the person who used fearless in their name because who cares? Um, the fearless is just a word and fearless, the word fearless is not trademarked by me. The whole name is right. And so a few actions I took on that one was, you know what, that is a trademark name and why aren't you using it more? So that's why I added it to the name fearless launching incubator. Right. And then I'm definitely going to be stronger in talking about the fearless launching show like this one and my fearless launching program, just the self-study. So yeah, so that's what I'm doing for that one. Now, what I'm doing with the other situation is that I'm also just going to let it go. I'm going to set a new boundary. And, and I really had to kind of dissect why it was bothering me so much. And the boundary being that I just assumed that when you partner with someone, they're not going to turn around and launch something that could be a com competitive 
product with yours and you just sent them all your, you just sent them a bunch of people who, because you had an overlap in your audience. So now I'm setting a new boundary with partnership the way I, you know, work with partners and I'm creating this, um, set of new guidelines. Like for instance, I won't be supporting people who are using my same promise and creating a program where there's overlap with my audience. Now, not because I'm so hurt that they do that, but because of confusion, confusion. It's already confusing enough to know what works and what doesn't and who to buy from online. I will not make it even more confusing for people. And now in the future, I'm also going to be asking people to sign agreements. Um, I, I want to sign agreements with them as well. I'll be signing agreements with partners and ask them if they plan on creating a program or service like mine in the near future, like in the next six months or whatever, and for a similar audience. So that to me, I think is something that's been missing from all my partnerships is really making sure that you're partnering with people who aren't might overlap now, but then all of a sudden they're going to offer the same service, a similar product. You don't want that kind of confusion. So my action kind of challenge to you is define who you will partner with, who you want to partner with, but what would be some deal breakers if you are working with partners? right? Create a simple agreement and checklist to vet the people you want to work with and make sure you know what their ultimate business vision is and upcoming launches look like. Ask them because forget about infringement. Like what if you just don't realize you haven't done your, what is it, due diligence and you find out someone is launching something that's not inclusive that is, has problematic language in it. Like you want to know who your partners are. So kind of do this little background check and you may have to, you can ask them directly. You might have to like kind of look and kind of look, read between the lines and see what is coming as well. So just know who your partners are. And even like, for instance, I have a good um, friend and they do have a program, which I mean, I know what the program promises, so I know that it's not like what I teach. It's not the same at all, and it's not the same container or the same type of delivery. There's so many differences. But from the surface, at the very beginning, when I saw this person launching it, I did have a little momentary, uh-oh. And But then we talked about it, and that, that actually that's everything to me, but I don't promote this person. So there'd be no reason why it would even be an issue. Um, this is really just for people that I'm promoting. I am not gonna, I'm gonna totally support competitive competition, collaboration, because different voices need to be in every single industry, but I'm not gonna full on just hand you my mailing list, boo-boo. Okay. All right. All right. So let's move on to the final thing that I, that I wanted to talk about today, which is hiring fears. Okay. So as you can probably see from my past, this just the second point about, you know, infringement and like 
gray area and, you know, whatever, fine. not really knowing what people are doing. And then all of a sudden being like, oh, you're launching my program or a program that maybe is similar to mine. <laughs> it's like, wow. So you can tell trust is a biggie for me, right? Trust is so important for me. And the biggest person I have a hard time trusting is actually myself. I will walk around a decision to hire and purchase things for days and weeks, like literally anything. I'll be like, mm, should I? And I, I'll keep like reading reviews and no matter what it is, it's ridiculous. So anyways, about two months ago, I was about to hire this woman who'd been reaching out to me and was so professional. Um, and you know what? We may work together in the future. I don't know. Um, but I loved that she was following up with me and seemed really interested in working with me. It was really good for my ego. I'm like, wow, she's really good. But right after I said yes, something happened. I said, yes, I'd love to work with you. And she sent her contracts and then she was very insistent on being paid quickly and like all this stuff. I had a mo I had a little internal flip out. Had I tested her enough? Nope. Had I vetted her in any way? Nope. I kept hearing the phrase in my head, hire slow, fire fast. <laughs> was I doing the wrong thing? Yep. So I put a pause on it right away. Like I listened to that right away and I just paused the entire thing. Now I do feel bad because I said yes. And then I said, uh, um, so that wasn't good for this person, but I just wanted to say that it really was timed perfectly that I said, mm, that I said, mm, not sure. My car's literally the next day, my car's electrical system just went kaput out of nowhere. I guess this happens. My car's old. I don't, older because I don't like to have car payments. And I was like, I'm going to keep this car until it runs into the ground. Um, but my, it just literally went kaput out of nowhere. And within like a week before that, the tire monitor, pressure monitoring system on all four tires started to malfunction and I started to get paranoid. Oh my God, I'm going to get this flat tire. Like there was so much. And so I immediately had a hefty alternator replacement, um, battery replacement, which is not a lot, but the alternator was a fair amount and the tire pressure system bill. We only did two of the tires just to be entirely sure, but it wasn't cheap. Um, but you know, what I like to say is, you know, at the time I was like, oh man, but, you know, it helped me say no. I changed my mind. I said maybe later. And I want to empower you to not say yes to people and then say no, but to be okay changing your mind if it does happen. And I do want to hire someone who's more of that type of long-term role, someone I can trust, work with side by side. There's just so many things I know that can go wrong when you don't go the full process. And so for now, I'm working with someone who's more of an independent contractor. She may grow into something, someone on my team who's committed, wants to stay. We'll see. And, you know, and that's, that's what I'm hoping. But this is an easier arrangement for me right now, just because I can just send her a list of stuff and then she can just do it on her own time. I don't have to worry about really much training or anything like that. Um, 
now I'm going to be going into this whole pro this whole topic of teams and hiring on another upcoming episode, and I'll wrap up right now by saying that I am my action right now is just creating a better process for bringing new people in and onboarding them. Because before I thought I had everything, and then I'm sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, I don't even know what she's going to do." <laughs> so. So I need to kind of circle back to my own process and make sure that it's all set before I bring anybody in, which leads me to your action challenge. All right. So create a hiring process for your company. All you need to do is steps you're going to take or things you're going to check no matter what position you're hiring for. Like maybe it could be post something on indeed.com. Um, you know, or create a Google form application that people have to fill out. You know, maybe it's have first interview, have second interview, um, check references, like make it very easy for yourself to just go down through so that you know what's going to make you feel confident that you are bringing in the right person. Um, then a clear onboarding process or schedule so that when that person does come on, you know what they're going to do. Um, right now, I have a two-week plan that really has, it helps someone get to know the company and the products and gives them a few really kind of low stress things to do in those first couple of weeks. Um, but that isn't being used yet because right now I just have someone who just does tasks and they're easily, I, I, they're easy for them to do without having to log into anything or really communicate much more than, Hey, it's done. Here's a link. You know, um, that's all that person has to do. Okay. You can decide all of that, but I do recommend creating that hiring and onboarding process for whoever you're going to hire, you know, whether it's a VA or it's a technical assistant, it's a PR manager or social media graphic designer, whoever it is. Okay. So that is it for today. Wow. I'm not sure how long this was. We'll find out in a second. Um, if you enjoyed today's mixed bag session and want to go deeper or hear that on a regular basis for your own business, I, I invite you to apply to that launch incubator because this is what we do. When you apply, you gain access to, um, I didn't tell you this before, but what, right after you apply, we review your application, make sure that you're at least like, you know, someone who's appropriate to work with us. And then we're going to send you a link to this other free private training that you can just dive into. It really talks about making your launches repeatable and provable. It talks about why things might not be working. We've had a lot of people who've just gotten major ahas. We're able to take some action right away after that private training. And that is for you, whether you decide to then take another step or not. And we're going to review your application and send you access to this free training and if we feel it's right for you. And so just, just know that, um, when we say, if we say no, it doesn't mean you're, you're not ever going to be ready. It just means we might not think you're ready right now, but regardless, we do review all applications manually. There is no automated thing. You'll probably get a message from me or someone else saying, Hey, we saw your application. Um, 
you know, you might get a message like that from us. Just know that. And this is a very uh, personalized process that we are creating, even different from the process that I was told to do. I've had to veer away from that just for my own sanity. So if you are interested in that, just go to ansomorlove.com forward slash incubator. Okay. Now, one more thing I didn't tell you, we have, uh, in the month of March, we have kind of like a birthday sale promotion going on. My birthday is March 13th, mark it on your calendar and you can wish me happy birthday next year. (laughs) I already had it, but, um, for the rest of this month, we are going to be doing some promotions. We've got a really hefty, um, discount, I guess, um, off on our main programs like Fearless Launching, like the Launch Map. Um, That's more of a mini course. And we've got another that's going to be released for the first time um, for the last week of the month. Uh, So stay tuned for that. But if you are interested in any of those, all you have to do is go to uh, Instagram.com forward slash Ansamoylov. Click that link in the bio, in the profile area, and you'll get links to everything. So you can just check out what the dealio is. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. And I will see you next week. What are we talking about next week? Let's see here. Ah, traffic. We're talking about traffic and eyes on your launch next week. So stay tuned. All right. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon.